of the living feet. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Hey. Yes. Hey. Joel. No. It's me. The monster underneath your bed. I don't think you'd fit underneath my bed. Coral. <laughs> we need food. Shelter. Rick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is on you, Shane. This is... Hey. If we start making out. <laughs> oh, yes. Alright, so... Drunk Welcome, everyone, to Drunkcast. With your host, Jim. I'm Joel. Did... Did I introduce last time? It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's it already does. done. We're doing... Okay, whatever, dude. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Drunkcast. I'm your host, Joel. <laughs> You son of a bitch. Okay, no, 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 no. We're gonna, we're gonna, whatever. Hi, guys. Welcome to Drunkcast. Uh, so, last time we spoke about the Illuminati. Which was very naughty of us. <laughs> I'll show myself out. By this time, <laughs> I, I imagine that a lot of you have already dropped off because of mainly the foreign Illuminati jokes that we made. Um, but oh, that was oh, <laughs> favorite. <laughs> uh, so, but I wanted to uh, before we begin with our new topic and what we're drinking tonight. I wanted to begin uh, with uh, I, for, I forgot to ask Jim a question. Jim, I forgot to ask you a question from the last podcast. So I just uh, real quick, I want, I'll take a shot for this, but I need to I need to know. Okay. Okay. I had a question written down and I completely forgot to ask you. Before you left. Okay. Uh, if, because you were saying that, you know, you would probably become an Illuminati agent, right? Illuminati? Illuminati. Probably. Yeah. So, oh, no, 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 no. You were saying you'd probably become a Freemason agent. Well, Freemason. it depends. Like I said, I joined the Illuminati for their information. Right, right. Okay. You know. Either right. or. Either or. So, let's say, okay... Let's say you were part of the... Yeah, go ahead and serve me up a shot. Let's say you are part of the Illuminati, right? All right. Or the Illuminati. <laughs> I think that was worse than my fucking joke. I'll show myself out. Um, <clears throat> let's say you were part of the Illuminati, and they they have given you an initiation thing, right? Yeah. It's like a do it or you die kind of thing. Okay. And, and uh, you are given the assignment of assassinating... A Freemason agent, okay. right? That is crucial to the Freemason cause. Turns out to be me. What okay. would you do? Give me that shot while you answer. Well, um, I think it would depend on how long I'm in the Illuminati. Like, if I was a brand new guy and then they would kill me, and but I don't know anything about either the Illuminati or Freemasons at that time, I probably wouldn't do it. Probably either, you know, try to join the Freemasons or just die. Right, uh -huh. but if I was a higher up, and I had information key to helping myself or others, okay, I'd probably have to kill you. You'd probably have to kill me. I'd have to for the greater good. You would kill me for the benefit of the rest of the world. Yes. Well, this really <laughs> flargan styles my plans. 
Anyway, fantastic. Luckily for you, yeah. I'm too untalented to be on the Illuminati. So That's true. That's very, very true. Yeah. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> um Alright, so welcome to a new episode of Drunk Cast. We are by the time you guys are hearing this, we are We'll be dead. We'll be dead. Because of the Illuminati. Uh, and yes, I did take my last my my shot that I promised I would. Jim voucher. Yes. Okay, good. Um, <clears throat> so, by the time you're hearing this, we are in the first week of October. October third, probably, is when I'll be posting this. Um, unless the Illuminati gets to me by then. Uh, so I wanted to uh, ask if anybody has noticed something missing from our last podcasts. Perhaps a certain quote-unquote hour that spans about 20 minutes. I, I highly doubt. No, nobody, gonna, nobody cares. Nobody fucking, nobody fucking cares. <laughs> um, so for the last couple of uh, episodes, we've been trying to just kind of stay on a topic. Uh, yeah. We find that it's a lot more interesting when we stay on a topic and we're actually coherent, despite us being drunk as fuck. However, we're in October now. Yeah. Which everybody knows, October... It's all about the spookiness. Spooky, skeepy skeletons with shivers down your spine. I wish you could all see this. Joel doing the dance with that. With my dick out. Just putting it in a windmill motion kind of thing. Knocking glasses over it. So, we wanted to be creepy for an episode, at least. Um, for the month of October, we're at least going to have one creepy episode, right? Yeah, kind of, you know, put everybody in the mood. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, some Marvin Gaye, except for, you know, spookiness, instead of Let's sexiness. get it on. Hi, baby! Let's get it on. This feels really weird, just me and you in this dimly lit room, you singing Marvin Gaye. Us drinking. Mmm, baby. What are we drinking, Joel? So, for today's podcast, we are actually drinking 100% pure agave tequila. Uh, name the brand off, buddy. We got Espolon. Espolon tequila. Uh, what is what is your review on this shit? It's tequila. <laughs> um... It was actually much easier to swallow than most of the tequilas that I drink. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, it was, so be- it was so much better to swallow than all the hot cum I swallow on a daily basis. It was much easier to swallow than a lot of, like, the Patron. How, how they the- usually say that, cousin, is uh, it went down easier than the other tequilas. Oh, fuck you. And- so what if I say something a little homoerotic? Maybe I'm trying to get to a certain audience. Okay. Maybe this is a cry for help. <laughs> um... So but my main review on this is I like the artwork. Yeah. The artwork is pretty badass. It's Day of the Dead, kind of Dios los Muertos kind of thing, which is totally fitting for what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite things to read about is things... So I'm, I'm in love with media and, and all these different kinds of things. And since, since we're Not, kind of... Yeah, I am too. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I just came back from Hollywood Horror Nights. You did? So give me a quick, before we get into this shit, give me a quick review on Hollywood Horror Nights. How was it? Phenomenal, as always. What was your favorite attraction in Hollywood Horror Nights? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was... was... Okay, so folks at home, 
uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the last podcast on the last left. Folks at home, wherever you are, take off your shirt, take off your pants. I don't care if you're driving. I don't care what you're doing. Just take everything off. Close your eyes. Jim? That's a bad idea. Jim? Shh. Jim? <laughs> walk us through. Go. So after waiting an hour and a half, which is the spookiest part of Hollywood Horror Nights, is all the lines, um, we finally get in. Right. And there's uh, country music playing. Right? Uh-huh. Left my heart down in Texas, right? And uh, and as that's going, <laughs> as that's going, right? Okay. You finally enter the house, right? And you hear, <laughs> and you hear like bacon sizzling, right? Mm, I like this so far. And I'm like, what the hell, right? So I get in with me and my buddies, and there's this guy behind the counter cooking some meat. Put us there. How many of there were you? Me and. There's a lot of us, about six of us. Shout them out. Got Mr. Brigham. There you go. Got Mr. Blake. All right. Got Mr. Curvin. All right. Got Mr. Curvin's lady. All right. Uh, got uh, uh, Yosef. Okay. No, Yosef wasn't there. Huh. God damn it. Still shouting out Joseph uh, Kim. Love you, dude. Joseph but Kim. there was Derek. Derek. Dunley. Anyways. Okay. I'm getting off topic. As uh, you were. Thank you for that. Um, so was I, so serve me up, too. As a matter of fact, as you're speaking this, I'll serve up. Perfect. So, anyways, we go through, and Leatherface is literally around every corner. Jumping at us, you know, kicking in doors, and really describing it doesn't do it any justice. The only way you'd be able to truly appreciate it is to be in there. And mind you, I've never seen the movies. So, I, like, there's a lot of things that went over my head. Mm-hmm. It was still fucking awesome. Now, I imagine that they probably did the, um, they probably did the most recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Whereas, if you recall from our first episode, we, I actually walked you through the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I do. So, I wonder which one they actually took from. Did- the, the original. The original. The original. Did you feel like you were going through my drunken banterings? No, I knew what you were talking about with, like, walking in and then all of a sudden I get, like, knocked over the head by Leatherface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay, as you were. Yeah, so. No, it was a great time. Highly recommend it. I fucking hate clowns. And, uh... The whole clown maze really didn't help my fear. Right, didn't you have a, a clown interaction? Yeah, there was this... Fucking clown waiting for me outside of my tram when they dropped us off, yeah. and and he he's searching for me, like outside of this fucking tram because he knew I was afraid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fuck clowns, fuck anybody that dresses cl- as clowns. And uh, what about those hardworking clowns that participate in certain like circus, circus kind of things? We need a clown genocide. Oh, this is uh. Uh, Circus Hitler speaking here <laughs> about the clowns. Yeah, here. but no, I'm, I'm not in any way okay with clowns. Okay. Even yeah. like normal fucking clowns. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so my girlfriend, yes, I have a girlfriend. We, we've been over this show. We already gave you your applause. Hell is a little colder. <laughs> um, so uh, my girlfriend works for the spirit stores. And if, if uh, anybody here listening is from out of the California area... I'm not sure if they span outside of California, 
But Spirit Halloween stores are stores that pop up every Halloween that offer various and different um, costumes. Yeah. Like just generic basic costumes. Like this year, really famous is the... Harambe. Yeah, Harambe. Hillary Clinton. Trump. Actually, Hillary Clinton and Trump is huge. I know. And, uh, uh, but clowns have never gone away. You can still get, like, a really freaky... Clowns have been around since, like, the 1940s when it comes to Halloween costumes. They're still here. You know what's weird, though? Nowadays, you can get masks that are actual, like, animated masks. Like, they have mechanisms within them. Yeah, that move around. That move around. That's very Five Nights at Freddy's-esque. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, next thing you know, the, the suit becomes you. Um, and before we get into this, I'll take another shot because I'm going off topic, but I wanted to talk about, I watched Goosebumps. Oh, wait, wait, the Jack Black Goosebumps? Yes, the Jack Black Goosebumps. <laughs> I watched Goosebumps. Oh, okay. So I, How did that go? I wanted to talk to you about it because it was surprisingly better than what I thought it was going to be, which still isn't saying much. So I, uh, expect that to be like a kid's movie. Which I think it was. And, you know, just have, like, little tidbits of all the famous stories. Yeah, exactly that. So, it was more like a... a, I would say the perfect audience would be Caucasian, white... Wait, what? Did did you just say Caucasian? Yeah, Caucasian. Caucasian, yeah. But you said Caucasian. Cock-Asian. <laughs> no, Caucasian 16-year-old high school students. Okay. 16 is high school? 16, it's later high school. It's like junior uh, well, sophomore. Well, I was, I was 18 when I graduated. Yeah, so junior sophomore. All right, whatever. Fuck you. Um, yeah, that's right. Hello, darkness, <laughs> my old friend. Um... So, it was it was okay by the standards of what we imagined it to be. Yeah. Still wasn't okay for regular consumption. Yeah. Jack Black, that movie, if anything, showed me that I am sad for Jack Black. <laughs> Why can, is that? You can tell that Jack Black being in that, like, he plays Earl Stein, obviously. Right. So essentially the which, premise... Which, I'm, I don't know who the fuck casted that. He doesn't look anything <sighs> like Earl Stein. If you actually look at the picture side by side versus, like, the costume that he actually puts on, it's yeah. kind of close. Kind of, okay. But I will say that, that uh, you, oh, okay, so the premise of the movie is that, you know, Earl Stein and his daughter... Daughter move next door to this kid, right? Yeah. And this kid is obviously infatuated with the daughter because she's pretty or whatever. Right. So Arl Stein produces hotties, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So 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 Arl Stein is like a shut-in, right? He's like yeah. super jackassy and doesn't want anybody to do anything whatever. So um eventually the kid finds his way into the house rapes the girl no i'm just kidding and i'm like what what uh no finds his way into the house accidentally like figures like finds all these books and they're all like old goosebumps books yeah right and the friend that he has with him at that time is kind of like oh my god these are goosebumps books oh the guy with the huge fucking teeth i think so yeah and he's like oh you know they're kids books and he's like what the fuck are you talking about they're not kids books you know 
And so one of the books drops, and it turns out that the the when when the books are open, they come to life. Okay. Right. And uh, and so you know hilarity ensues. Uh, uh, Jack Black, you know, has to go on to the on this huge adventure with all these kids to find you know find out a way to capture the monsters from the books into one big book because they actually burn their books so that they can stay and wreak havoc. And you see all these like timeless classics from. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm. A little intoxicated. Did you say Arlstein burns his books? <laughs> no. No. He's not a 1950s <laughs> Southern school. He the the book like antagonists yeah. burn their own books. Got it. Okay. So that they can't so get they in can't traps. Go back home. Okay. Exactly. So the antagonists are Nazis. Yes. They don't want anybody to read anything. Yes. Except Mein Kampf. No, they're like they're like any Orson Welles uh, um, antagonist. Okay. So, and then okay. Spoiler alert! If you if you were really dying to watch, oh, don't Goosebumps, spoil anything. Uh, at the end, it turns out that you know he he ends up writing a book that makes all the creations go back into one big book, right? And who like everybody who. But stank. Everybody keeps like everybody gets sucked in, including his daughter. No. Oh. The huge twist was that he actually invented his daughter as a character in a book, brought I mean, her to life. Yeah, that's weird. It's a fucking pretty good twist. It's a good twist, but I mean, where so, was the mom, right? That's the that was the huge question. Is that Arl Stein was just alone? Okay, so the end of the movie, right? The dude's, like, going through... So they proclaim their love and shit like that, and then the girl gets sucked in, right? She was yeah. never real in the first place. Yeah. And then... Wait, what book was she from? I don't know, some random fucking book. I know every Goosebumps. It's not... No, it's not necessarily from an actual Goosebumps book. He was just a literary device. Probably R.L. Stein wrote his perfect daughter on paper Ugh. and she became you know she came alive i'm so tired of these non-canon stories <laughs> and so um, so at the end of the book arlstein gets a job as a it's about time. <laughs> as a uh, english teacher at the high school right yeah. and all of a sudden the girl shows back up and it turns out that arlstein just rewrote like rewrote her out of the book out of the big book. So I was like, okay, that's fine. But it is, isn't he still, like... Isn't he still fucking a fictional character? Won't she never age? I don't know if he's fucking her. That's disgusting. If that's supposed to be his daughter. Excuse me. Fucking is a natural <laughs> way of life, Jim. And, and... I'm no, just... no, 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 no. I'm not talking about Arl Stein <laughs> fucking her. The the protagonist. I was about to say, like, no, the wouldn't he wouldn't he just make a fucking wife or something? <laughs> Why do you have to make a daughter in that fucker? The... <laughs> <laughs> Some men just want to watch the world burn, God, Jim. That's disgusting. No, the dude, the the fucking uh, protagonist of the movie. Okay, but let's give him a name. Okay, I forget his name, but let's call him, let's call him Jack. Let's call him Jim. I don't like this. <laughs> so Jim, 
is fucking, let's call the girl Joel, right? So Jim's gonna fuck Joel for how long before he's told for her? Him. Yeah. Her. <laughs> so Jim's gonna be like fucking 45 while she's still 16. Yeah. And he'll be the only one okay with it. Yeah. Wouldn't he just go to Arl's time and be like, yeah, throw her into the books and then uh, make me a new one that's 45 years old? I mean, why? <laughs> with, with the boy. Why? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> why? <laughs> anyway, okay, okay. So that's that's the synopsis of the movie. I just thought it, I thought it was interesting, being that it's almost you know October and we're going into the Halloween season. Yeah, instead of talking about Halloween or we're talking Freddy about Jason, you know the great horror classics. We're talking about fucking the reboot of Goosebumps. <laughs> Hey man, apparently you thought it was about incest, so... <laughs> I, you know what? I'm glad it's not. <laughs> okay, so, so back onto our topic. By the way, I, I took two shots just for going off topic twice. Um, and, and Jim took a few too, you took a few I took two. Right. And so, don't forget, we started out every episode like we do... With a shot. With two shots. Oh yeah, we start. with two shots. God, we took two shots. So if any of uh, those kids counting at home, we're on to four, five? I think we're on five apiece. Five apiece. Plus we're working on some mixed drinks. Anywho's it's so being that we both are very dramatic theatrical people, I wanted to I wanted to get sorry, Jim's sitting in a very uh, provocative way. That's just how I sit. Yeah. You have a problem with it? Bring it up to Obama. I see you nets. Good. And the plus. You're welcome. Your little nuts are going to be quaking, buddy. So I want to talk about uh, sunny Los Angeles, the home and birthplace of Hollywood, Tinseltown, if you will, Jim. My Kind of my hometown. Kind of your hometown, some place you were visiting at one point. Actually, Los Angeles is a place where one of your best friends per- currently resides. Yeah, well, Hollywood technically isn't L.A., but it's right next to it. What's Hollywood? Hollywood and L.A. are kind of separate. Really? Yeah. Well, suck my ass, huh? Yeah. Well, this is mostly in Los Angeles, but whatever. Um, okay, so they so we start off with a place that we've actually visited once. They call it the Stay on Main now. It's a hotel on Main Street that was, uh, that was, uh, uh um, okay, stop. You're disgusting. That was recently, or, uh, previously, the Cecil Hotel. Do you recall that name? Cecil the Lion? <laughs> Never forget. I, I haven't forgotten. No, it's, you know, there's Harambe, there's Cecil, there's like an Avengers of dead animals. You understand? You you realize that Cecil was Cecil the lion, right? And we were like, oh, that's a shame, right? Yeah. And then Harambe is almost a personification of a per, uh, like it's almost like a person. You know, Cecil. Are you pointing another shot because we're going off topic here? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Cecil uh, was killed by a dentist. We knew who murdered him, right? <laughs> We had, we had identification. What did we do? Nothing. No memes. What's the what's, nothing to keep him alive? Hey, what's what's the lesson here, by the way, guys? Don't go to the dentist. Don't go to the dentist. You'll get and, shot. And don't go. Uh, don't be a giant silverback gorilla either. 
some for some of us that's too late. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, as you're saying, for oh. for season of the lion, we knew who did it. Nothing. No memes. No press. Yeah. And Harambe dies, and you know, dicks out. Dicks so. Out. Anyways. Anywho. Continue, please. So it's the Cecil Hotel. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> That's six for you uh, kids counting at home. Yeah. We took a sixth shot. <laughs> the, C- <laughs> the Cecil Hotel is actually um, a place of one of my favorite horror stories. Oh, yeah. Kind of biggest mysteries, if you will. Now, you kind of chopped it up to something that was probably <laughs> drug-related of some sort. And and talking about the background of um, of Miss Alyssa Lamb. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, is actually, you know, it could very well be that it was a drug-related thing. Um, but the hotel was built in, the ni- in 1927, the 1900s. Uh, it was once an okay place to lay your head. Uh, but as time passed, the Cecil became home to more and more transients and unsettling happenings. While most of the creepy happenings on our list take place during uh, decades ah. ago, the strangest thing happened to the Cecil occurred less than two years ago. And that's Alyssa Lamb. Yeah. Right. So they ruled it a suicide. And of course, we already talked about it, so I won't go into a huge thing. Yeah. About it, but essentially, Elisa Lamb had some very creepy footage. You can actually look under it up. very weird circumstances. She died. Yeah, under very weird circumstances, you, she died, and you can actually see what the stem of those circumstances was if you look up Alyssa Lamb suicide on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do it at work, or else they'll question you <laughs> or fire you. Um, but here's a bonus creep factor. The Cecil Hotel was, according to some, one of the last places Elizabeth Short, better known as the Black Dahlia, was seen alive. Hmm. Also, it said so many people jumped off the roof in suicide attempts that the adjacent parking lot sued the hotel. You know, that that actually sounds like that forest in Japan. The suicide forest? Oh yeah, the suicide forest. Yeah, where they've actually closed the forest and made it illegal to kill yourself, which... Yeah, come on, Japan. Like, how how are you planning to ban suicide? Actually, you know, suicide's illegal here. Is it? Yeah, it is. If you attempt suicide and you are saved from yourself, you will be prosecuted. No kidding. Under law, I did not know that. How is that? How is that a fucking like welcome to reality? Like, (laughs) if you're not successful in your fucking suicide attempt. We're going to prosecute you as a state. So, not only are you, like, suicidal, you're also a loser. And because you're a loser... I'm just a teenage <laughs> dirtbag, baby! <laughs> no, um, yeah, so, essentially. But most of the time, you're, like, the, what they sentence you to is, like, six months in a fucking... Mental institute, yeah, or something yeah. to try to Some correct dude's it. Some jerking off in the corner, and you have to deal with it for six months. Yeah, yeah, right. And you're like, man, I'm so glad they kept me alive for this shit. <laughs> uh, the next uh, part is Griffith Park. Have you heard of Griffith Griffith Park? Yes. You, you being from L.A. Yes. Or San South 
South, South California. Cal- <laughs> South Carolina. Are you dying? <laughs> We're all dying slowly. Okay, what have you heard from Griffith Park? It's beautiful. Really? Yeah. That's it? That's it. Okay. Griffith Park has uh, already has a shady past in its namesake. Griffith J. Griffith may have given Los Angeles the land the park sits on and the cash to build the Greek theater and the Griffith Observatory, but he also was a drunk who shot his wife. Hmm. We're halfway there, Jim. Uh, You and I, (laughs) she survived. We just needed a wife. She she survived, and he served only two years for the deed. Welcome to uh, white America. So if you go to Griffith Observatory and you're like, wow, the stars. Imagine the person who paid for that <laughs> shot his wife. Um, hey, the Gr- Griffith, Griff. Oh, being shit. drunk's a hard job. Griff. Griffith. Griff. Griff. Griffith. This is what this episode is. It's just Griffith. us trying to pronounce Griffith. <laughs> I think we got the name of this one. Griffith Observatory nice. is beautiful. Okay. And so is the Greek Theater. The Greek Theater is fucking amazing. Gotcha. I have been there. But as we're talking about the park... Mm-hmm. Wait, what did you go to the Greek Theater for? Concert. Nice. Yeah. Who do you see? Uh, I think Kid Cudi. Nice. Long time ago. Um, now, Griffith Park, the land, however, was supposedly cursed... Before Griffith even acquired it, it was first owned by a man named Don Antonio Feliz, who was supposed to bequeath the park to his niece, Donna Petronila, who ga- uh, but gave it to another man instead. Petronila cursed the park, and it said that her curse resulted in cattle dying and crops being destroyed by fire. The land was eventually sold to Griffith. Who would give it to the city? Some say Petrinola, uh, Pe- Petronilla's ghost still haunts the park. Those damn Mexicans. Yeah, right. Cursing. A- Wait, I've never really heard of that. A uh, uh, Mexican witch. It's not. <laughs> Ole. Ole. Is that like a uh, common thing? Or Mexican witches? Yeah. I think any time. I mean, does the being a witch? Does it really like? Do you have to be a certain gender? Oh, triggered, alright? There's no oh. such thing as a gender. Oh, okay? no. There's 20- I'm a trans witch. <laughs> um, okay, the creepiest legend is that of Picnic Table 29, though. I'll have you know. Okay. Mm. Uh, the stories say that two young lovers, Rand Garrett and Nancy Jeanson, were doing what young lovers do Booyah. atop the pic- picnic table on Halloween. So they were analing each other on Halloween, 1976. When a tree fell over and analed them both. No, I'm sorry, crushed them both. Uh, so their bodies were said to be cremated, okay, with their ashes sprinkled around the table. Numerous people report spooky happenings, particularly whenever anyone tries to remove the tree, which still sits on the picnic table to this day. Hmm. Well, hey, let that be lesson. Never have premarital sex, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, people also claim to occasionally see the ghost of Peg Entwistle, 
uh, an aspiring actress who committed suicide by jumping from the Hollywood sign in 1932, hmm. when she was only 24. Entwistle left behind a note in her purse that read, I am afraid. I am a coward. I am sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. P.E. There's also no, there's also an abandoned zoo people say is haunted, currently in use as part of a L.A. haunted hayride. Well, haunted hayride, that's <clears throat> exciting. Fucking A, dude, huh? The next one that I got is the Queen Mary. Have you ever been? Queen Mary? Actually, the Irvins have a kind of a little fun fact with Queen Mary. And I'll oh, take a shot for this. Shit. But, uh... What Serve are the me most, one up, buddy. One of the most famous Irvins. I ain't about to let you um, take a shot by yourself. I don't remember his first name, but he was a something Irvin with my same last name spelling, which is weird. Joel Irvin. He, oh no, that's mine. Let's um, call it Jervin. He was captain of the Queen Mary while it was an active vessel. Really? Yes. That's Always interesting. Always thought that was super interesting. That is interesting. I like Anyways, that. Uh, please continue. The Queen Mary, a retired ocean liner now docked in Long Beach, enthusiastically embraces its spooky legends and offers a daily ghost tour for $15. And their <laughs> annual Dark Harbor Halloween attraction even boasts the tagline, SoCal's only haunt that is actually haunted. The Queen Mary has been docked in Long Beach since 1967. There have been 49 confirmed deaths on the ship between passengers and crews, crew members. Most of them crew members. But the alleged ghosts don't necessarily match up with the log deaths. Huh. For instance, some of the ghosts are said to be children who drowned in a pool. But there's no official record of that ever happening. There's the ghost of a woman who wears all white and wanders the cabins. Then there's the ghost of workers on HMS... Kurosh, Kurauka, Kuroko. I I didn't. I never figured out how to pronounce that name. I've oh, we're being attacked! I've, What's the name of the ship that's attacking us? So I read this. Kuroko. Fuck! So I spent about a week reading this list. Yeah. I still don't know how to pronounce it. One of the Queen's escort ships. Uh, that the Queen Mary crashed into in 1942 while being used as a military vessel in World War II. Only 99, 99, 99 of the 338 crew members survived. Most infamously, there's cabin B340. B340 is the smallest room on the ship, and according to legend, it's so haunted by a malevolent ghost that it can be rented to anyone and ha uh, that it can't be rented to anyone and has been sealed. Hmm. Can you imagine? You live in there, you are being sodomized immediately. <laughs> Brushing your teeth, sodomized. Sleeping, sodomized. sodomized. Trying to get sodomized? sodomized, sodomized. Now, let me ask you this, Joel. Would you rather stay in that room or stay in the room in the shining? Where there's that, like, fucking naked lady that takes a shower. Turns out to be an old lady covered in, like, warts or something. Absolutely would rather stay in the shining room. Because that's a hot lady that only gets hotter, buddy. I, uh, okay. 
Okay. The Wonderland House is the next spot on our list. Now, wait a minute. This isn't the Michael Jackson Wonderland House, is it? <laughs> Ow! No, that's Wonderland no, that's Ranch. The, yeah, okay, sorry. I was going to say, that was probably spookier because you get touched in your oh, privates. Oh, so spooky. You're touching your privates. Oh, but he's so polite. <laughs> mm, come lay down, children. Let me, let me give you a back massage. Won't you ride on my wishing tree? Uh, at a home on Wonderland Avenue in Laurel Canyon, known for drug activity, there were four murders on July 1st, 1981. Killed were Billy DeVerell, John Lanius, the legate known as Lanius, <laughs> and Barbara Richardson, and Joy Miller. All were bludgeoned by an intruder while they slept. Susan Lanius, also known as the Ligat, known as Lanius, was the only survivor of the attack, but could uh, but could provide police with no clues as to who the killer was. Police believe that the group was targeted by Eddie Nash, or all-around nightclub-owning mob-associating drug-dealing bad dude. Nash suspected that the Wonderland group had recently robbed his home. And he wanted revenge. Now, to me, it sounds like she might have done the killing. And then was Ooh. like, oh, I have no idea who did this. It's crazy. Nice. It might have been that guy that we stole from. I like that. You want to hear something even more interesting, though? Yeah. A potential suspect for the murders was none other than porn star John Holmes. I, I, I've never seen his place. Who performed in adult films as Johnny Wad. I've never heard that name. With the catchphrase, I'm going to shoot my wad all over your <sighs> face. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't have that. Oh. <laughs> uh, around the times of the murders, Holmes' drug addiction made it hard for him to keep his life. Are you telling me that porn stars aren't, like, top of the line people? They're not being paid millions of dollars to, like, suck dicks and come <sighs> shot down their throats? Crazy. Uh, they're working for the wrong reasons then, buddy. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Holmes helped the Wonderland gang break into Nash's home. The next day, one of Nash's men saw Holmes wearing a piece of jewelry stolen during the heist. Nash then had Holmes beaten in an attempt to get him to squeal on the other robbers, which led Nash to set his sights on the Wonderland crew. Within 72 hours of the robbery on Nash's home, the Wonderland house had been turned into a bloody crime scene. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Ooh, drop the mic. Drop that fucking mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cut this fucking part out. You better believe it. <laughs> All right. So, what do you think of that? Getting um, what do you think of? Oh, so by the way, that the dude Holmes. Yeah. Died of AIDS. Uh, so what do you? <laughs> what do you? AIDS isn't funny, okay? AIDS is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that, Jim? God damn it. I mean, I think I told you. I I I don't think he did it. I think it's easy to blame the obvious bad guy when there's other things, hmm. right? Who's to say that she wasn't jealous over her friend uh maybe having an affair with her boyfriend or something like that. I don't I don't fucking know. Hmm. Uh I'm a conspiracy theorist when it comes to that. All right. So do you think it's ghosts? Uh, I mean, I won't rule it out, you know, but I won't believe it until I see it for myself. 
dead. You have to see a ghost to believe it. Yes. I can't have somebody going, oh my god, there's a spooky ghost, right? You go there and there's like a chihuahua with a fucking curtain over its head. And you're, and you're like, oh, that's terrifying. I got news for you then, Jim. I'm a ghost. Oh, no! Uh, the next one. Cinna Family. Have you been there? The Cinnamon Family? No. It's a silent movie theater. The former silent movie theater may be known for its eccentric and fun programming today, but it was once the scene of a grisly murder in the late 90s when the projectionist had Larry Austin, the owner, shot and killed while patrons watched a film. James Van Sickle first arrived at when or at what was then called the silent movie theater to help fix up the place. Over the years, Austin and Van Sickle had a sometimes turbulent on-again, off-again relationship. Austin supposedly named Van Sickle the only heir to his theater, or so Van Sickle would claim. Hmm. And all the valuables, uh, valuable old films he possessed. Van Sickle put a hit out on Austin to get the money, hiring 19-year-old Christian Rodriguez to the deed. Uh, on January 17, 1997, Rodriguez bought a ticket uh, uh, for some short films and watched for about a half an hour before he exited into the lobby. He demanded to speak to a manager. When Austin arrived, he acted as though he meant to rob the theater. Though Austin was ready to hand over the cash, Rodriguez shot him once in the face, then turned his weapon to a young woman working at the concession counter, shooting her once in the chest. Rodriguez then fired at Austin's body several more times, all the while customers watching Sunrise with Van Sickle manning the projector. Well, sounds like it's a uh, personal thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you turn back to shoot him more times after he's already dead. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty short-lived, dude, because yeah. the young woman survived. Mm. So she helped track them down, and both Sickle and... Rodriguez were convicted of the crime. Good. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's still reports of people seeing uh, uh, Van Sickle and Rodriguez roaming the halls. Hmm. What do you think of that? Hmm? Spooky. That make your nuts quake, buddy? I mean... Yeah! Not really. All right. Done, done, and on to the next one. Uh, Paul Burns' house. Have you been there? Uh, no. Do you, do you know Paul Byrne personally? <laughs> I've never had the pleasure. Okay. Um, so Paul Byrne was a writer and director in the 1920s. Okay. Uh, but he had tr- uh, troubled uh. personal life. Byrne met his first love, aspiring actress Dorothy Millette, in New York City. The two were involved in a common law marriage. However, Millette became ill and ended up in a mental institution in Connecticut while Byrne financially supported her. Byrne later fell in love with actress Jean Harlow and married her in 1932. Hmm. He bought them a house in Beverly Hills that sat upon upon five acres in Benedict Canyon. Only months later, however, Byrne was found dead from a a gunshot wound to to the head. There was also a note left behind. Dearest dear, unfortunately... This is the only way to make good the frightful wrong I have done you. 
and to wipe out my abject humiliation. I love you, Paul. You understand that last night was only a comedy. Huh. So it was, I love you, period. Yeah. Paul, you understand that last night was a comedy. That's weird. Right? Yeah. So this is, I chose this one as my last one because it's actually a really weird mystery and I want to see what you think about it. Okay. Though Harlow said she had no idea what this was supposed to mean, police ruled Burns' death a suicide. That ruling has been disputed, however. Some believe that Byrne was actually murdered by his first wife, Millette, who was known to have come to Los Angeles around the same time and may have visited Byrne. It's said that Byrne sent Harlow to stay with her mother so that he could work on a screenplay that night, but some speculate that it was to meet with Millette. Another interesting point is that when the butler found Byrne's body, he didn't call the police. Huh. He called MGM. Where Byrne worked. Huh. No one is certain what happened in between MGM arriving at the scene and when they called the police two hours later. Now that's fishy. Right? I would think that maybe he had something, like some sort of blackmail to MGM. Who knows, right? Like something, some sort of price on his head was, you know, between him and MGM. And at that time, could have very well been. Because yeah. all those kinds of situations were... All those kinds of production companies were the very... The film industry was shady as shady fuck. Shady as fuck. Yeah. Millette died the day after Burn. Hmm. Uh, she committed suicide by jumping off the Delta King, as it was en route from San Francisco to Sacramento. Hmm. And her body was found two weeks later by a fisherman. He called it the biggest catch he's ever had. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was not in there. Screenwriter Ben Hecht wrote in an article in Playboy that Hollywood had covered up his murder because a suicide would be, quote-unquote, less of a black eye for Harlow and her career than to say that she was being cheated on by her husband. As for Harlow, she died from kidney failure five years later. Huh. Five years. Yep. Uh, The house itself has had more creepiness surrounding it, though. In the 1960s, it belonged to Jay Sebring, a celebrity hairdresser. Sebring was once involved with actress Sharon Tate before she married director Roman Polanski. Tate and Sebring would remain good friends after the split and, bo- and, and would both be murdered in 1969 by the Manson family oh, geez. in one of America's most horrific crimes. Uh, but in 1966, Tate was staying alone in the house she said that not only did she see the ghost of Paul Byrne wandering around that night, she also saw a figure at the bottom of the staircase with his or her throat cut. Jeez. She also claimed to have been drawn to a bookcase where she pressed a certain book to reveal a hidden bar. Some say this was a premonition of Tate's own fate. What do you think? Well... I surprisingly agree with uh, the Playboy article. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that would make the most sense that they would look at the monetization, like O.J. Simpson, after he came, like you know, became this huge fucking murderer. Every movie that he's in is pretty much shunned, right? The Naked Gun is the only ones that exist now. 
And even so, it's like people don't really talk about the naked gun for O.J. Simpson. They talk about the naked gun because of uh, Leslie Meese, right? Yeah. So, but as far as the ghosts go, that would be weird if it showed the throat cut, even though, like, he shot himself in the head and she shot herself and, and the actual wife died of kidney failure. Right. So, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people say things to kind of get into the news. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe it was fabricated as far as, like, them just trying to show that it's more interesting than it actually is. Yeah. So, I feel you. I feel you. And as far as the, as far as the Manson family goes, I've done my yeah. share, like, I've done my share of studying of the Manson family. The Manson family, unfortunately, was a family that of a family of con artists that just found themselves in a multiple wrong situations at the wrong time, and then they were psychotic in the sense that they would just end up murdering people. Yeah. So, uh, uh, in my opinion, Charles Manson is nothing but a bad con artist. Charles Manson is a fucking madman. He's just he yeah he's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. So that's creepy Hollywood, dude. That's creepy L.A. at least. Creepy L.A. I like it. Creepy L.A. Creepy L.A. Creepy L.A. sounds... Hey, creepy L.A., huh? Creepy L.A. sounds like a good, like, like, pasta. Does it, though? Oh, you're gonna try the crispy, uh, <laughs> prawn creepy L.A., huh? Prawn creepy L.A.? Okay. I love it. I It sounds great. I'll take two. Oh, yeah. To go. Uh, to go, please. Yeah. Because um, I don't have time to be social. Uh, yeah. So what do you think, dude? Do you think that's getting you into the Halloween spirit? Do you think that's getting you into the... Uh, I'll be the... honest, I'm always in the Halloween spirit. Really? I love Halloween. It was my grandma's favorite holiday, and it's my favorite holiday. What's your? What are you going to go as this year? Uh, a nude... Man. Uh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My usual costume. I feel you. I feel yeah. you. See, I'm going to deviate from that usual costume that you usually have, and I'm going to go as a streaking person. <laughs> you see. Isn't that the same thing, except you're running and I'm not? Just like real life? Because I'm a fucking <laughs> fat ass? <laughs> Say what you will. It may be true. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but I think that wraps up a pretty, uh, creepy episode of Drunkcast. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. I almost said watching. It's like, what are you watching? Bar roll by as, <laughs> as you fucking listen to our fucking downfall. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, sign us out, Jim. Thanks for listening to Drunkcast. This is Jim. Once again, this is Joel. You have a great night. Hey, good night, folks. And always, always drink responsibly. Or I'll kick your ass. If you don't drink responsibly, I'm going to drive your car into the river. (laughs) Good night, everybody.